0: The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here. Today FM. We're joined by Frank Rainey, the Today FM courts correspondent, because today we had the sentencing hearing for Lisa Smith, the former soldier who has been convicted of ISIS membership. Uh, but we didn't get a sentence set down. Tell us what happened today, please, Frank.
1: Well, most of today's hearing was taken up by Lisa Smith's barrister, Michael O'Higgins, as he attempted to reduce, I suppose, the severity of whatever sentence the court eventually lands on. Um, A number of psychological reports were handed up to the judges and we heard that the experts who assessed Lisa Smith were all in agreement that she was a damaged and a very vulnerable person. Um, A family issue was mentioned in court but not discussed in in any detail uh, in the courtroom. It was described as very raw and very personal. So the judges will assess that in private. Um, Mr. O'Higgins touched on her time in the Irish Defence Forces by saying it wasn't her plan to join the army. Uh, She joined back in 2001 when she was just 18 years of age for money and for a pension. Um, He said that she found the initial induction period very overwhelming, but he said that she eventually settled in well, grew in confidence as she developed her skills. Fast forward then, to 2011, 10 years later. By then, she had converted to Islam. Uh, She had, we heard, during the trial, become disillusioned with her role in the army, and she eventually left on the grounds of her newfound religious beliefs. Um, These reports that were handed up to the judges for consideration found that she was attracted to bad relationships and we heard some harrowing details of the abusive relationship that she found herself in with a man she married while in Syria. This is the father of her now five-year-old daughter. We heard this man was in control of her. She was frightened of him as she was bullied by him. She was regularly threatened and beaten by him. Battered black and blue were the words that Mr. O'Higgins used uh, today. Um, This man used to restrict her from eating and he would cruelly uh, eat in front of her as a punishment. He threatened to take their daughter away. Uh, She felt abused financially by this man. She was treated like a servant, we heard. He made all the major decisions in the house. This man died uh, while ISIS was in retreat from Bashar al-Assad's forces. Um, He had asked Lisa to stay behind and to die with him, uh, but she refused At times during, and this was a lengthy hearing, this went on for a number of hours, and and it was, for the most part, uh, Mr. O'Higgins, I suppose, outlining his mitigating factors in the case. And at times, Lisa Smith was visibly upset in the dock. She could be seen wiping tears away with a tissue throughout. She became particularly upset when the court was taken through the details of that abusive marriage. So much so, in fact, that I noticed one of her lawyers moved into the dock at one point to comfort her, uh, but she waved uh, him away.
0: Was that not brought in as evidence during her trial or is this new information today for the sentencing hearing?
1: Um, A a lot of it, particularly the details in relation to that abusive marriage that she was in in Syria, was brought up at various stages throughout the trial. But I suppose the psychological reports that were presented to the court today, they were new. Um, A lot of them were furnished as part of Mr. O'Higgins' case in mitigation for uh, Lisa Smith. Um, We heard a little bit more detail about the time that she spent in in prison camps uh, while she was in retreat uh, from uh, Bashar al-Assad's forces. We heard that she was captured. She was taken to a prison camp for women and children. We heard the conditions in these camps were appalling. Uh, Everyone was squashed into tents out in the middle of a desert. desert. They were isolated. We heard about extremists in the camp who were engaging in vicious acts of thievery and violence. We heard tents were burnt down. Stones were thrown at tents. and The camp was surrounded by guards in military uniforms. Dogs patrolled these camps at night. There was an ever-present undercurrent of fear. And this was described as a significant depressive episode in Lisa Smith's life, especially because her young daughter was also in the camp With her at the time, there was a report handed up um, uh, penned by a professor, an expert on terrorism and violent extremism. This person interviewed Lisa while she was in camp in person. And she has also assessed her twice since her return to Ireland. Uh, She spoke about how Lisa essentially handed over her life to her mentor, uh, the man who radicalised her online. This is the person that she met uh, on Facebook. Uh, and also this expert said that Lisa uh, also handed her life over to her abusive husband. Uh, she described how Lisa felt lost before she found Islam, that she had reached crisis point before she left the Irish army. She described her as extremely compliant, uh, lacking in confidence. She said her number one priority was her daughter. And her report also noted that Lisa... Uh, protested her innocence at all times and insisted that she only travelled to Syria for her religion. Uh, She said that Lisa believes that she was victimised by the terror group ISIS. Um, There was also a report handed up to the judges today on the effect that a custodial sentence would have on her child again just uh, five years of age Um, and the judges said that they were mindful uh, of that feature of the case. There were other mitigating factors the fact that she cooperated with authorities um, throughout the whole process she has no previous convictions either. So all of these things were put forward to the judge. Okay. and um, but, but
0: Frank, it is the case though, isn't it, that an awful lot of these things were dealt with in the judgment of the court, the three-judge non-jury special criminal court about six weeks ago. I know uh, Justice Tony Hunt today said that the fact that bail has been extended, she shouldn't read anything into it. But at the time of her conviction, didn't he make strong uh, comments which would suggest that the judges might be leaning towards a prison sentence unless they mitigate that against the fact that she's claiming she has effectively been in prison overseas already.
1: Precisely, I suppose that at the heart of Lisa Smith's defence throughout, and you have to remember that she was acquitted of a separate charge of attempting to uh, finance terrorism through an €800 euro wire transfer in 2015. And her argument throughout was that the reason that she had travelled to Syria, we don't really know what she got up to in Syria. There's no suggestion, for example, that she was using her military expertise while she was over there. Um, So she argued that she went over there, she was answering a religious call to travel and move and live in an Islamic state under Sharia law. Now, the prosecution claimed that by traveling to Syria and spending four years in there between 2015 and 2019 in ISIS-controlled territory, that she was, I think Mr. Galan said in his opening of speech, essentially enveloping herself in the black flag of ISIS. And the court did agree with the prosecution clearly by convicting her of that ISIS membership charge. But the court was asked today to consider. And the maximum penalty is probably worth noting as well in relation to this charge. And it is a novel one. This is the first time that a person has been convicted of being a member of a terror group on non-Irish soil, on foreign soil. So the court was asked, there's an eight year maximum punishment available to them. But the court was asked Uh, to consider a fully suspended sentence in this case. But if that is not an option and if the court is mindful to pass some sort of a custodial element to their sentence, well, Mr. Higgins asked them to take into account the two years or so that she spent in those appalling prison camps, as well as a two week stretch in a Turkish prison Um, over five months that she spent in a boarding house for, unmarried women when she first arrived in Syria back in 2015, and the fact that she has essentially been under house arrest at her mother's home for the duration of these proceedings, such was, I suppose, the strictness of the conditions that applied uh, to that decision okay, to grant her bail in the week. first instance.
0: We know next week. That's okay? right,
1: yeah. Fr- right. Friday week.
0: Frank Graney, our JFM course correspondent, thank you very much for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today
1: FM.